Hey babes, welcome to Align by Design. I am Amy Elizabeth and together with Liz Coyles, we are Align by Design. We are bringing you human design in a way you've never experienced it before. We take you through the unsexy process of alignment so that you can tap into another level of sexy you didn't even know existed yet. All by becoming the most authentic you. We desire each of you to own your power so that you can fully experience the flow, the ease, the integrity, and the undeniable magnetism and sexiness that alignment brings so that you can create the impact your soul really desires and the income that's abundantly available to you. Let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome back to Align by Design. It's Liz Coyles, and today I am joined by Christy King Para, who is a transformational and intuitive soul coach for women. She's been an entrepreneur for a decade, and she's just an overall kick-ass woman that I that I have connected with recently. So, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So good to be here. So, I did a reading for Christy a few weeks ago, a month ago. And uh, that was Christy's first time really diving into human design. So for anyone listening, Christy is a 3-5 emotional manifesting generator with every center defined except for her root. So lots of consistent energy. uh, And, you know, that 3-5, just the, the ups and downs and exploration of life and feeling and experiencing it all. So I'm so curious you know, doing your reading, it was, it was really fascinating because there's so many overlaps of what you do and what you believe and how you operate mixed with your design specifically. So what were your takeaways from the reading? It was fascinating. I absolutely loved it. It was like a massive validation and acknowledgement of my soul. And um, the biggest takeaway for me with kind of my personal healing and growth transformation in the last, oh, let's say five to 10 years of my life um, is that is how much I actually was truly leading by my human design kind of all along without knowing it. So just getting that like validation and confirmation was super just mind-blowing and validating. That's so beautiful and why I love doing just that for for people every day. It's the best. It's the best job in the world. When you talk about that trust in yourself and leading yourself and honoring that part of of your inner being and then moving with it and all of the transformations that you've been through right over the last five to ten years say, how did you learn to really trust yourself and move with that? Well, it's been a process, one that's been like, I, I could look back at and think, oh, this was like beautifully heartbreaking at times, like expansive at times, and really just like truly taking one step at a time to where I am now. I was asked recently by a woman I work with in one of my coaching programs, you know, what would you have told yourself like that version of you 10 years ago. Um, And I I wouldn't have believed that I'd be in the life that I'm in now because that version of myself 10 years ago um, was a very disconnected to self, disconnected to soul, kind of 
you know, on the outside looking in, it probably looked like I had the picture perfect life. I had the, you know, beautiful family, two young kids, like big house with a pool. Um, but on the inside, I just was drowning. And a big part of that was because I was living life on everybody else's terms and not mine and really got to this point in my marriage where I just needed to, um, you know, like take a big hard luck. I mean, it was kind of years in the making of, for, for our eventual ending, but that was really the start of honoring self and soul and making those, those decisions of like, wait a second, this isn't really working for me. And it, it really was kind of one decision and one step at a time. And honestly, like I'd say the, that first, like that first conversation that felt so uncomfortable, like the one where like, you're so worried about hurting somebody else's feelings, but yet you're done. Like, hurting yours you're just you can't any longer ignore your truth or uh you can no longer like just ignore that feeling or that intuition or your knowing where like you're betraying yourself by not speaking up by not using your voice you know by not telling your truth you're you really are you know hurt right hurting yourself in that process so it really was kind of one conversation at a time and even in 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 all of those difficult conversations it's like you i found a little bit of courage in each one because even though they were difficult i started to feel what it felt like to actually like operate from alignment and that feeling of empowerment that feeling of alignment it is what I held on to to keep moving forward that's so powerful and I love the way that you say that of just you know one conversation at a time and then getting a little bit of courage each time you have those conversations because that's really how it goes you know and especially so you know the conditioning of the manifesting generator of the shoulds and the people pleasing mixed with that fifth line in your profile of you know people projecting a lot onto you of who they need you to be who they want you to be in good and in bad but you know that can just be really really overwhelming and it can cause a lot of conditioning where you get stuck in just a place that you were where it's like wait a second like is this, is this even working? This isn't working for me. This isn't working for me. And I think that's, that first step is probably the hardest one a human being can take because we can so often just hold on to things because they make us feel safe, you know, but does safety equate to happiness and to joy? And that's the, when you have to look at yourself in the mirror and really find that courage, to just have that first conversation. Yeah. And what's interesting about that, when you, you mentioned the word safety, is that you actually make others feel safe around you when you operate from soul alignment and from speaking your truth, even if it's a hard conversation, because you're showing people that you have safety built within yourself and you're mm -hmm. honoring self and that makes other people feel safe around you. So even though it's hard, there's a truth there and that's what people right? And I, I say that if this, like, if one woman hears that this conversation and like finds that courage to speak up and use her voice, um, because it's going to honor herself, like that's just really what I feel so passionately 
about now in the work that I do now. So. And that's why you have such impact, right? Like you guys, Christy is so, she's a specific manifester who's definitely living in alignment. And when we, uh, when we did your reading, you had said, well, when I told you that you were a specific manifester, you're like, wait a second. Then you turned your camera around and showed me your desk. You're like, I want this much money on this date, this many clients. You're already operating so specifically. And um, yeah, it just, it just made me laugh at how once you tapped into that, you were able to really rapidly grow. You know, you, you're attracting and magnetizing people at a, at a rapid rate, which is such a reflection of where you're at in your alignment. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny because you, it looks that way now, but it's like, it, it's been 10 years in the making of this, like personal growth and this personal healing and this transformation. And really the work that I do now was an idea that like started manifesting inside of me. Like when I was in my like darkest moments and you know, those are like the dark night of the soul and the like, I was 36, I was divorced, I was starting over, I was like, my boys were two and four, my business was not where it is today, and, but I just had this trust and this faith and this, like it really, like where I was to, even though it was like, I was in this kind of moment where I'm like, gosh, it's like, I, I, I get to rebuild my life. But this time, because of where I came from, where I felt so out of alignment and living life for everybody else and what society and my family and programming and just like what I thought I was supposed to be doing that wasn't working for me. So if I was going to start over, it was going to be based on what I specifically desired. And I really felt that kind of stirring in my soul all those years ago of like, Hey, I might be in the mess right now, but one day it will turn into a message that will help others. And, you know, in that time, what I look back at now, it's interesting. You mentioned the shoulds. So I call myself like a recovering overachiever, like a recovering hyperachiever, a recovering people pleaser, and like a recovering fixer and a recovering like codependent. Like those are like the things that I like, when I was totally out of balance, I was over-functioning, overwhelmed, burnt out, really in my masculine, you know, trying to fix everybody else's problems instead of like doing mine and really so I, I've really just kind of well uh, with pro, you know processes and time and space and compassion and rewiring and reprogramming um just one day at a time like rebuilt my life in the way I wanted it to be and feel Alignment is a process. It really is. We say that a lot, but it does, it does take time. And I'm curious, you know, I know there are people listening here who are probably resonating to some part of that, whether it's, you know, the relationship that they're ready to get out of, or just feeling like they're, they're right starting something at the very beginning. And they're like, ah, but how do I take that step when life feels tough? And when, you know, I don't see an end in sight. How did you, how did you hold that faith and trust in yourself? So this might not resonate with everyone, but it's my truth. I've, I, I know this of myself that I'm a knower. It's like, 
I get a feeling and I, you can probably talk to this more specifically with my design, but it's like, I kind of get this feeling and a knowing and I'm someone who like can quickly decide. Um, but I talk about this often in terms of like, let's just the topic of manifesting. So when you're not in the, you're not yet in that frequency or that energy of being able to attract in the abundance that you want, whether that's in your relationship or in your business or whichever area of life, whether it's wealth that you're in, but you, you need to start somewhere to shift the frequency, like to shift out of the frequency that you're operating in, in order to kind of bridge over. And so, but it's not an overnight thing. You, it's like a practice that you kind you have to consciously watch when the limiting beliefs pop in, when the old ways, right? The ways you want to change are running through your mind because it's all up here. It's all in, in between the years of, oh, there's one of those limiting beliefs that I know is not true. I'm going to observe it. I'm going to observe it gently, but I'm going to reprogram with a new belief of where I want to go. And it sounds so simple when it's described that way, but it's not easy to do that every day and with every limiting belief and with every kind of fear that comes by, but it really just is a practice of becoming more aware and shifting faster out of it and into the energy of, of, you know, the feeling of what you want to attract. Yeah. Our mind is literally the only thing that's stopping us. But the most powerful thing is, is that we can shift the thoughts that we think and we can not necessarily control them, but you can be really, you can build that awareness within yourself where you're like, oh, hold on. I'm not feeling good. This thought does not feel good. How can I shift out of that right now? And the second that you can shift out of that is when you start floating downstream rather than swimming upstream. And that is, that's how you get from there to there. You know, you don't make that jump overnight. Like you said, it is a process, but it's a process of allowing yourself to flow downstream and really allow the universe to carry you, allow life to carry you. That is, is the, one of the hardest parts, I think, watching people or talking to people about their personal alignment is that the control factor. You know, let life carry you rather than how am I going to get there and when is it going to happen? And I need to, all you need to do is, is be trusting in yourself and get clear on what you desire and what you want and be making those decisions for yourself and, and, and choosing things that feel good in your body and let the universe do the heavy lifting. A hundred percent. Yeah. It, it's, it sounds easy, but on those hard days or in the days when you're not like feeling it, it's, um, it's maybe easier said than done. And, and there's something that like, I like to, to kind of share of a little bit of a process of faith and it's, like fumble forward with faith. So even on the days that you don't, you don't feel it quite yet, you've got to like hand it over to faith, right? You have to believe that it's possible. Um, and so start with faith until faith turns into hope. And then when you can get to hope, hold on to that hope until hope turns into knowing 
right? And then when you get that sense of knowing, you're going to start to build and activate that trust within yourself. And then that evidence is going to start coming like from the universe. It's going to come, it's going to start coming and showing you, but it, it, it is a little bit of a cycle, but you've got to start with faith and then it'll turn into hope and then it'll turn into knowing and then into trust. So, but you've got to, if you want to shift, if you want to change, you've got to start somewhere. Yeah, that's amazing. And actually, you know, looking at your chart, you are an emotional authority. So how does that come into just testing you at times? Because I, I, I feel like for an emotional authority, you, you specifically have the buildup wave. So, you know, there's definitely going to be one day a month where you're feeling like, you know, you're expressing everything that you've kind of been building up through the month. So it's inevitable that you're going to get into those waves. And how do you how do you move through them? What do you give yourself to, to move through them when you have those days where maybe the doubt creeps in or the fears creep in or the, the feelings of, I don't know if this is even possible for me. Yeah, I love that. It makes sense. So I had like, before I found human design, like I describe myself as like a highly sensitive empath. And I, it's, it's so interesting diving into this emotional authority place piece. And even my fiance, um, Carl would like agree with like the fact that like, whoa, like your emotions can really swing and I can have high highs and I can have really low lows. Um, and it's, it's, it's an allowing. So like when things are really good, they're, they're really good. And, but when they're low, it's like an allowing of letting them be low, which I, uh, before I felt this aligned, um, I, I wouldn't allow myself to fully really, uh, accept maybe the, the, the full spectrum of the low. Like it felt like maybe more shame filled or I felt guilty about it. But now it's really a practice of like, and my, my family will see it. Um, and I, I'm generally like pretty even keeled, but on the, I mean, on those low dip days, um, it's really interesting. My 10 year old son, a few weeks ago at dinner, like I was just a little bit quieter and he was like, Hey mom, are you okay? Like, you just seem like you're a little bit down tonight. I'm like, I'm okay, but I actually just need some alone time. You know, I just, so after dinner, like had a bit of alone time to recharge and then I could come back and like hang out. But it's interesting because it's like, I've given myself permission to have them and I've given myself grace and compassion when I do have them. And I'm actually back to that safety thing of honoring self. And when you do that, you make everybody else around you feel safe too. I've gotten in the habit of really well, I ask myself daily, what do I need? Like, what do I need to give myself today? Um, and, and actually we, we practice that with our family. So if someone's struggling, we will ask each other, Hey, what do you need right now? And sometimes it's actually really hard to know what you need when you're in a low moment. Um, but the more you tune into that and listen and, and you're like, huh, do I need a bath? Do I need to go to bed? <laughs> like, do I just need to put myself to bed and like call it a day? Do I need alone time for 10 minutes? Do I need a hug? Like, those are all things that for me, like sometimes I'll just self check and be like, what is it I need? You know? Um, and now we can do that with each other too, if somebody else is struggling. So it's something, and I think we're all manifest generators actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have a house full of them. I remember that. <laughs> Woo. But I just, I, I, 
can't even express enough how powerful that is, that that is the level of open communication that you have with your children. And when you said, you know, I just have to give myself permission, you are in turn giving them permission to do that exact same thing. And that is so powerful for, for raising, you know, just emotional humans. It doesn't matter what sex or gender they are. It's just an emotional human who can understand other people's emotions and give space for other people's emotions and honor their own and be able to move through the world in that way. I think that is so, so powerful and so incredible. Hmm. It, it, it is. It is. I believe that. <laughs> it, and I just like it, it, yeah, it seems so simple. And actually I'll like credit to my partner, Carl, because he's really the one that kind of started that questioning. I remember the first time he asked it too. And I was, I might've been triggered or I was low. And he was like, what do you need right now? I'm like, I don't know what I need. <laughs> you know? But like, I'm like, huh, okay. Yeah. Good question. Like, let me figure that out. But it's, again, it's like kind of when you can make that a practice and that's so much, so much about what I teach and, and we practice kind of inside my programs. It's like this whole idea of leading ourselves first, asking ourselves what we, what we need, you know, whether it's in a high or a low, but daily and as a part of a, a self-led, soul-led practice that we can give to ourselves daily. What a powerful question too, rather than what is wrong? What do you need, right? What is wrong? We're sinking into, we're sitting in the muck of it, but what do you need implies movement. There's, a, there's an energetic movement that's happening. That's okay. We're going to honor, we're going to honor all that you're feeling right now. How can we move with that? What, 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 you know, what do you need from, and, and like you said, maybe that's, I need to be alone. I need a bubble bath. I need to go for a run. I need to put my face into a pillow and scream real quick or get into my car, drive around the block. I'll be back. But giving space for somebody when they're going through an emotional wave, there's nothing like that is love. Mm. Yeah. And speaking of love and Carl, we touched on this. So Christy just finished up a three day workshop on on manifesting, it was on online dating really and, and manifesting your partner, how to, how to do that while navigating on the online dating world. So I would love to talk about this with you because, you know, you went from having the bravery to leave a relationship that was absolutely not serving you, even though you had the quote unquote perfect life on paper and the kids and, and all of it, right? It, it, that was, that just took a lot of courage. So to go from that through all the storms that you weathered to the trials and tribulations of online dating to finding Carl, I want to talk about it. I'm so curious how that process was for you. And, you know, as a specific manifester, like how did that all, you know, come about? Oh yeah. I love talking about this topic and Part of it is because, you know, if I can help one woman who's navigating through divorce or a single mom, like, I know there's a lot of, um, you know, maybe ideas out there about what it's like for online, to be online dating. And I've heard from friends who've been like with their partners for 20 years, well, I could never do online dating. I'm like, well, you see that now until like, you don't actually kind of have a choice. Like, and you find yourself at, in my case, it was 30, I was 39. 
um, and coming off of, a, you know, one year consciously single period of time that I gave to myself. And I look back at that time now as just like a sacred, sacred time of self exploration and really just anchoring in my soul practices and my healing and really just leading from desire in that year. And then I started to feel ready and to call in a partner. And actually, so the workshop that I did, it was a three day workshop and it's called The One. And um, maybe we can put it in the show notes because it's still available if people want to go in and check it out. It's three hours of training. Yeah, over three days. But it's called The One and it's because so much of the journey I found in dating, like the, the most important part of that was falling in love with myself before uh, before being ready to call in the person that I wanted to meet. hundred percent. I, I have been experiencing that journey big time over the last, it's been a, it's been a couple years, but like specifically consciously in the last, you know, 12 months of really, you know, and, and you hear people say that all the time, you know, like become who you want to fall in love with. And it's like, okay, but I'm like, wait a second. Like, I went back, I wrote a love list in December of 2019 and I found it. I was cleaning out a drawer the other day and I found it. And I was like, wow, I really have, other than the physical traits, have become that person, you know? And, and I truly think that until you become that person and like love all of yourself and fall in, like, I mean, I date myself. I still to this day, I'm dating myself. But until you do that, I just don't, I don't think you're at a point to really attract the one. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I look back at it now. So my fiance and I, actually, I proposed to him uh, just before Christmas and which was like, oh, the most empowering thing ever to just know that I wanted to be with him and to make that choice of like throwing the, you know, traditional gender norm in the window and just asking him to marry me. Um, but I, um, oh, I got distracted thinking about that. So now I don't <laughs> But just about the one, just the, mm -hmm. the whole idea of it was like, yes, so becoming the one to find the one and then tips around like online dating. And so it was the whole thing was super, like a super conscious and intentional practice. And, and I think also the age and stage of life I was at, you know, like almost 40 mom, like I, I wasn't in my, like, okay, let's just go have fun. Like, I really was like, I want to meet, so I wanted to meet my, my life, like my life partner. Um, and so there was something specific. So yes, like agree with what the, you know, the first part of the workshop is all about like becoming the one. But then that second part was like manifesting the one and getting so super clear on, um, you know, you called it a love list. I literally 30 days before Carl came into my life had written out a list and it's like, there's over a hundred things on it easily, but it, it was specific um, and like very specific and 30 days later, like he showed up. Um, however, before he showed up, 
I had 10 months of experience online dating of holding out for the hope and the belief and the faith and the trust and the knowing that what I was looking for was looking for me too. So that roomy quote, what you seek is seeking you mm. was like actually a line in my profile. <laughs> like that was, I think my opening, you should put that on yours. It's like a really good one <laughs> to like open up your online profile with. You know what that just like that was just an aha moment for me so I am so I'm a non-specific manifester so I'm really meant to I mean I can have you know I can have details in what I'm looking for but but in order to really manifest that I have to sink into the feeling of it all you know and really kind of give things a flow but really like what would it feel like so in my manifestation practice I really um I do that I sink into the feeling so I'll share something with you. There's um, a friend of a friend of a friend and I've only seen his photograph. We've never met. And I literally saw his photograph and I was like, you, like you. And I, through Allure, one of the programs that we're running right now, it's the genetic coding of your manifestation. So everyone has kind of a really specific way of, of that they should be manifesting. And I was practicing mine. It was a few weeks ago. It was a Saturday night. And, um, you know, I really watch my life as if it's a movie, like I'm watching myself. So I was watching myself with this guy who has no idea who I exist and I'm feeling what it would feel like to be doing these things. And, um, the next night I went out for dinner with a girlfriend and I'm walking up to the restaurant and who is standing right outside waiting for a table, but him. No way. And so we just said hello to each other. That was it. But it just, you saying that quote, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to add that in that element of like, so I know that I'm seeking, well, I mean, I know that I'm seeking to get to know this person, but, but I, but it would be so powerful to manifest in my manifestations to feel that feeling that he's seeking just everything that I am too. Like that is I just got chills. Isn't that powerful? Like that belief that your person's out there, right? Or the, or the, the next person <laughs> that you're looking for is out there. Yeah. It, it, it gets to be that powerful and that intentional. And, you know, in my situation, actually the list of a hundred things, like that might seem crazy, but it was, they were written in, in the feeling in the feeling of yeah and um and then the other thing that was like really powerful for me was i really got clear on my three top values of what i prioritize in my life because i was seeking that in conscious partnership and for me just to give you an example like mine are spirituality and faith um growth like growth-minded personal development and a healthy lifestyle and so in my dating process I would it was like I was a detective <laughs> like I just was like meeting interesting people I wanted to get as quickly as I could to like qualifying them or not qualifying them of like is that because every person I swiped on that I had an interaction with that I wasn't feeling or I, I would learn something from it and then kind of like do my graceful exit which was like a very respectful and kind you know what thank you but like this I'm not feeling this but I wish you well wishing you know but like the sooner I could get to that it was like 
almost more information, more learning. And it was like, it almost became this like process of like, I'm one step closer to finding him. I'm one step closer to finding him. But when I ended up meeting people, I would, I would try to identify what their values were by asking questions and just like, not small talk, but like, okay, what do you care about? Like, what do you love? <laughs> like, do, like literally one of my questions would be, do you love yourself? Like, because that was super important to me, like how a man answers that question I found to be really fascinating. Um, th that's like one thing that I love to say, like to people, I love you, but I hope you love yourself. I say it to my kids like every day, like, I love you, but I hope you love yourself. And like, my man and I, like, it's kind of a joke like <laughs> that we say to each other, but it's true because it's like, we love each other, but it works this, it works this well because we've, we have that love of self and we know what we need to give ourselves in order to show up as our best selves in a relationship. So that alignment is there. That's so powerful. And that's, I think, you know, one of the biggest takeaways from my last relationship was it, it kind of falls under those lines of really loving yourself. But the very first thing on my love list is just someone who's happy, you know, and I think that ties right into loving yourself. Um, because it's just, if you, if you aren't happy within your being, if you aren't loving your being, there's no way that that's going to bring a fulfilling relationship in, into, you know, into a, a partnership. It's not going to function at the level that it could, unless you're both individually doing that inner work and really truly loving yourself. A hundred percent. Yeah. I agree with that so much. And then just the, like that, the value exercise for me was probably like the most mm -hmm. important part because, you know, ultimately it's why my marriage ended up ending. And, um, I'm in like such a great and respectful co-parenting, uh, relationship right now with my boy's dad um but we just had we had some values that were unaligned and so it, that was really important to me like if i'm gonna go and marry someone again and like learn from you know what learn from my learn from the first time um i really want to make sure that that alignment is there and i do have a few funny stories of like but just like okay like it it was because right before I met Carl, there was someone who like checked some of the boxes and two of those values were checked off, but one of them wasn't. And so it was out of alignment. And just that like each one, it was like trusting, like the trust of like, okay, this isn't in alignment. I need to honor self. I need to be able to have that conversation. And each step, each conversation kind of led me to finding Carl. Oh, I love that. And it's, it's so true because when, when you're aligned on those values, you can have differences in your personalities and those quirks and all of that. There's almost more, that much more space for it because at the, at the root, the foundation is so solid because you're both aligned in those ways. And I, I also love what you said about just, I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. It's just like this fine, this fine tuning, you know, and I think all of us can, can learn from that no matter what design you are of, I, I say this in my readings a lot, but you know, the, the universe doesn't get offended when you say, thank you so much for sending me this person or this opportunity or whatever it is, this, this home, but it's not quite it. It's almost there. And I, and I really, really, really love this and this and this, but that I'm not willing to budge on, but with gratitude, 
I will pass this on. And, you know, there is no offending the universe. The universe is like, got it. Okay. Noted. Now we're going to find, you know, and that's how you get closer and closer and closer. It becomes this fine tuning of what you're looking for, where your soul's truly desiring. Yeah. And so much of that is trusting self, trusting your intuition. And if you look at online dating from this practice of like, I just get to use this as a way to further my trust with self and my intuition. And when I notice a red flag, I get curious about it. And if that red flag's a deal breaker, I've had like, right, all of these opportunities to speak up, use your voice, set boundaries, like find, get yourself closer to what you are looking for. And it just feels different when it shows up. And that's, I think that can be the hard part for a lot of people is that desire to just be in the relationship and find the person is where that, that can outweigh that voice inside them. That's like, Hey, ping, this is a red flag. Uh, this isn't adding up. This isn't aligning. And then, you know, there's like a, a settling that takes place. So it's just about having that patience too, of if it doesn't feel right inside of you, then it's not right for you. And just hold, hold that faith, right? Hold that, hold that faith, hope, knowing all, all of that to, for that person, knowing they're on the way. And now I can add in knowing they're seeking you too. No. Yeah. And releasing the timeline mm-hmm. um, is a big one too, right? Releasing it and having that faith and that hope that it's going to come. And like that there, you'll be tested along the way and you can, it's, it's so fascinating. So, cause Carl and I've been, to, been together for over two years now, but when I was like re, you know, getting back into that energy of the, of uh, what it was like during that time in my life where I was consciously single, how I actually like looked at it. I'm like, gosh, I, it was almost like chess and like a strategy. And I was like, I was super intentional. And just looking back at that now, I'm like, huh, it worked, you know? And, and now learning all about my, my design, I'm like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> like I am where I am now. So yeah that's and again it all comes back down to that power of really trusting yourself and that inner guidance system that you have you know um so in that whole process you know and I'm curious just because this is this is where I'm at now I never thought I would be online dating but you know 2021 here we are and I find it really challenging to (laughs) first of all find someone that I'm like, Ooh, okay. Like lit up by this person. And then the desire to like go out and meet and do the thing. And maybe that's a little bit more amplified because we are are in a pandemic, but I don't know. Like, do you think that, do you think that everyone kind of has their own process and, and style in it all? Because for me, like I, one of my best friends, she's so good at dating. She's like, oh, I'm just going to get out there, meet somebody. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe as friends, maybe he'll be my friend. Doesn't matter. And I'm like, you know, she's like, and then there's friends who are like, just go get the, get the meal or just go get the dinner. I'm like, I would rather buy myself dinner, put a face mask on in my bathrobe, than go sit down and talk to someone who I'm not like a hundred percent, like have a desire to do this. So yeah. How did you kind of navigate that process and, and maybe any advice that you have for, um, you know, girl, girl is going through it right now. For sure. I definitely have a few things that I could share. Um, you know, there was a, there was a real softening of my heart that happened over the 10 months that I was online dating. And before I found my current partner, there was a, there was a lot of judgment 
um, that I had at the, when I first went on that I kind of had to overcome and like a lot of ego stuff of like, are you seriously putting that profile picture out there? And like, I'm sure there are lots of them still, but like, I really had to like get out of my own kind of judgment towards like how, you know, and I'm in a heteronormative relationship, but like, so female seeking male and in, and, but just in like, giving them again so a softening of the heart and almost giving them more grace and compassion versus judgment so that was number one for me that I had to get there is that resonating with you yeah I'm smiling because that's um so in my specific the the coding of my manifestation when I'm out of manifestation mode I that's when I when I sink into judgment is when I'm actually blocking manifestation from even happening so it's just okay yeah. Very yeah. deep resonating. So that was number one. Another place that that helped me was like, I have two boys. So I was like, well, I wonder like if I'd have like more compassion for this process. If like my boys were online dating one day, like who knows what it will be like when they're in that stage. But just like that compassion, you know, I, I hear often like, oh, online dating is not for me or I'm attracting the wrong person. And I think that is because you're being judgmental number one if you don't think it's for you and it, it's that like where are you guarding your heart how much armor are you wearing are you actually open and ready to receive love uh, are you ready to call it in and if not then of course you're gonna feel like protective or like maybe use that excuse of like it's not for me but like I think if you can look at it as a like even if you don't find the one it's a means to an end of like determining and narrowing down what you are looking for and um you know how you want to show up in that space and like your self-worth your self-value like there's so many lessons to be learned on it if you can kind of take that growth-minded approach to it yeah. um so that's number two and then the other thing that i that i think kind of relates to number one of the softening of the heart is because chemistry and a picture and a and a your first impression looking at a profile I think was where I started but where I ended my process was of was towards this philosophy or this idea of like okay I want to like show me your heart like I want to meet someone or I want to be able to like feel their heart through their profile and can you see that through a picture can you see that through a profile so it's almost like I was less judgmental I'd maybe allow for more conversations but but I still had this guiding principle of like what is their heart like like show me your heart you know and that's sometimes hard to get to in small talk which is why I was um really like I I knew those values I was looking for and I'd really try to get to like the direct questions like as soon as possible to qualify them so for me very much my like rules around it and I'd, I would I would say give yourself some boundaries and rules but for me it was like how quickly can I see like the type of person that they are and then I'd want to move to like a phone conversation or a like meeting in person kind of thing sooner than later because and I always liked an outdoor walk because it could just be short and sweet like for that first meeting um or it could be long and my first date with carl ended up turning into a coffee you know and um 
it just ended like our walk turned into a coffee and it ended up being longer than just a, a short walk. So yeah, like just, I think giving yourself some rules and boundaries to play in with it uh, or guidelines. Again, I don't know if that's just specific to my type or if that would help for you, but. Yeah, you know, I think um, the interesting thing about my specific design is that I'm, I'm a four one profile. So I'm on this fixed fate and, and I find that and, and, and as a sacral generator with a fixed fate, I sometimes can just really like, I mean, I've never, I, I just meet somebody within the first like three minutes at most. I'm like, oh, I feel, there's something in me that's like, yes, this has potential or no, it doesn't. Um, and yeah, so I, I, that's just been my whole life. So I'm definitely, you know, I, I understand though, like if, if through meeting people and you know, there's, there's been guys in the past where I've met and they've just blown me away by who they are. And, and I think to myself, wow, if I saw you on a dating app, would I give you the time of day, you know, and that's where that judgment piece comes in and being open to it. And, um, there's just such a, there's such a magic in that chemistry of like, you know, meeting somebody in person or even a FaceTime or talking on the phone. There's just, you know, you can get to another layer of it, but I think that judgment piece certainly resonates and is a reminder so thank you for all of that guidance yeah, and wisdom appreciate you um so christy where can everybody find you and, and work with you christy's an incredible coach she's got lots of group programs and i'll let you kind of dive into that but um you know you just it's amazing to see how you've led yourself through your the, the storms that you've weathered in life and how strong you've come out on the other side and not just strong but you know, empowered and inspiring and kind. And if you could see Christy, guys, the second that I um, got on my reading with her, I was like, oh my God, you're just like breathtakingly beautiful, like inside and out though. You really do glow as a human. So um, yeah, how can anybody get a little taste of your goodness? You're so sweet. Thank you so much. So I'm at Christy King Para on Instagram and on Facebook. <clears throat> my last name actually has an S on it. So you can find me there. And then, yeah, in my work as a coach, I actually um, have a program called the Expanded Soul Movement. And ugh, it's just transformational. And so it's really all about leading yourself first, you know, but leading yourself from your soul's desires and having the courage and the confidence to walk fully you know, into what those are in this lifetime. So isn't it fascinating that even that is just like, it's kind of exactly a part of my, you know, my human design too. Which totally. is, yeah. So we do that inside the expanded soul movement and it's a group coaching program and I have courses as well. And you can find me at expandedsoulmovement.com and over on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for, for coming on today to chat. I, I think a lot of people are really going to resonate deeply with that you know just the emotional authority all of that and being able to move through that and give yourself grace i think that you gave some beautiful advice there and just lots of just lots of wisdom throughout so thank you so much for joining thanks liz bye align by design